You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson on demand. I think it's this morning's Mark Andre Fleury trade. I know he won the Vesna last year, so he still has a lot of game left in him. And Minnesota, we've seen them. I mean, they came through Western Canada when we were there. They've um, been really good this year. I think Minnesota's primed to contend, and goaltending was one one area of concern for them. So if Mark Andre Fleury gives us anything close to what we've seen the last couple of seasons, uh, Minnesota will be a contender. This is the Rod Peterson Show. It sure is. Hello, Canada and Canadian sports fans in the United States. Welcome to the RP Show, your favorite daytime sports and entertainment talk show. Uh, Hour 2 is brought to you by Great Western Original 16 Beer, the greatest beer in the game. And we welcome in the Moose, Darren DuPont, back in the NHL's Bermuda Triangle. I'm down here in South Florida. Moose, glad to have you back. The viewers missed you. I have to be honest, I appreciate you toughing it out because I know you're feeling under the weather. What do you got going there? Coffee or chicken noodle soup or what tea? We got some some tea. This is the secret the secret tea. Whenever you're feeling down, I go to uh, David's Tea, which doesn't really exist around here many anymore. But we ordered it. It's called nine one one, like an emergency cold tea, and it's unreal. Yeah, well, it seems to be doing the trick. So keep it up. Whatever you're doing, keep it up. Last hour was awesome. If you missed it and you're just tuning in on Game Plus, or maybe you're listening to hour two on the podcast. Uh, we talked about Monday's NHL trade deadline. It's brought up our poll question in a way today. We should get we should mention that for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center. Who is the front runner now in the Eastern Conference? And for the options, I just took the top top two teams in the two divisions out here: the Atlantic Division and the Metropolitan Division. And those are the Tampa Bay Lightning, Florida Panthers, New York Rangers, or Carolina Hurricanes. Yes. The Rangers shot up there. You know, people were laughing at me and throwing rotten tomatoes at me last week when I put the Rangers in my top five. Well, ha, ha, ha. A lot of talk about Igor Shesterkin, their outstanding goalie. But leading the way, leading the poll right now, it's the Florida Panthers as the Eastern Conference favorites to play in the Stanley Cup. Uh, Jesse Pierce was with us from NHL.com Minnesota. And by the way, Moose, I don't know if you, I assume you watched that interview. The question came in, who's the most popular player to ever play for the Minnesota Wild? Jesse and I were stumped. That's not good for the Minnesota Wild to not be able to really think who that would be. You'd have to stop and think about it. Yeah, it's got to be Zach Parise, no? (laughs) Well, she said uh, Marion Gabaruk. I said Danny Heatley. Zach Parise doesn't exactly get y'all hot and bothered, does it, for (laughs) Pantheon of NHL greats? I forgot about Danny Heatley in Minnesota. Gabrick, yeah, okay, Gabrick, for sure. Um, but I, I would have thought it would have been Parise or Suter. Um, those two had those two long-term deals. They were kind of Minnesota's version of Kane and Taves in Chicago. Um, but I thought Parise was kind of their leader for the longest period of time, probably. Yeah, but those me, two dudes, one, 
those two dudes won three Stanley Cups in Chicago. That's the thing. It's like Minnesota, now's the time. And to be honest, Dean Everson has done an unreal job. I followed his career ever since he played for the Kamloops Blazers on that famed 1984 team that beat the Regina Pats in the league final. And I like Dean Everson a lot. So, hey, if Minnesota wins it all this year, I say good on them, man. Their GM, Bill Guerin, put his balls on the table going up to the trade deadline, and I love it. And, and basically, Jesse was saying that all of a sudden, Marc-Andre Fleury might be the most famous player to play for the Minnesota Wild, and he's been there a day. Anyways, speaking of God's team, the Regina Pats, um, tonight's games, there are 11 in the National Hockey League. In Major Junior, the Regina Pats are at Swift Current. I'm just throwing that out there. That's a huge game in the Eastern Conference. Pats clinging to the final playoff spot in the East last I looked. The Winnipeg Ice are at PA. Kelowna's at Victoria. Can I just throw this out there because we're so big with the junior hockey teams and they watch us in their dressing room every day. That's what they tell me. Uh, round one series in the SJ tonight. Battleford's at Flin Flon. Estevan at Notre Dame. Humboldt at LaRange. Melford at Yorkton. Three of those first-round series are 1-1. I'm watching them very closely. And the AJ will become like my closest friends now. Uh, Drumheller's at Okotoks. Brooks is at Canmore to take on my Eagles. And Fort Mac is at Drayton Valley. And by the way, Shane, you know Shane from the Gray Eagle? Yes. He sent me a thumbs up emoji. Shane is a guy that works at the Gray Eagle Resort and Casino. We got to be big friends. I said, Shane, what do you do around here? Because it seems like you're always working. He listed off like seven jobs. And he goes, and I'm a movie stuntman. You were, you were privy to that conversation. Wasn't that wild? True story. Wild. Like, he literally, and they give him the time off, and he goes for six, eight weeks and goes and shoots a movie. Like, it's, it's cool. So cool. He's got, like, he's, and as he's we, awesome. As we were leaving, Sheldon... Uh, from the Gray Eagle. On our last day, we had a lunch, wrapped everything up, and he's like, you know everybody's name here and everybody's background, don't you? And I'm like, yep. That's what I do. And Moose does his own thing. For instance, Todd is watching Moose, and I saved this for you to read it for you. Todd is watching in Red Deer, and he says, uh, I get the impression that Moose knows the media as deep as Craig Button knows hockey. Is there anything he doesn't listen to? Over to you. I mean, there's lots I don't listen to, but I like to keep, you know, my ear on the ground. And, and it, it's, it's not just because it's, you know, my business to know this stuff. It's I'm genuinely interested in it, and I love it. So it makes it a lot easier, and that's, you got to find that tie-in, right? you got to find the tie-in where it's you're passionate about it, and then you want to do it. So I try and consume a little bit of everything. I listen to no podcast, and I find it highly ironic because I host one. You know, and I was on a Zoom. I noticed you spoke to your high school the other day. Did you do a business presentation for your high school via Zoom? What was that? Yeah. Yeah, they have uh, at the Winyard Composite High School, uh, um, Tessa Jordan was teaching a journalism class, uh, a journalism class that they have now for the grade 11 and 12s. It didn't exist when I was going to school. So they invited me to come on. We did Q&A and told my story and talked for about a little over an hour. It was awesome. Yeah, well, that's cool. Good for you for doing that. 
my brother's old rodeo partner, who to this day is his best friend. His kid asked me to do a podcast interview or something for his school. And he talked about my career. And the, the kid was like, so now you're, you're hosting podcasts and writing blogs or something? And I'm like, I'm on national television, dude, uh, every day on Game Plus TV. But because I'm not the voice of the Rough Riders anymore, you guys all think I died. Can you get with it? Play, hello? Whatever. Sure. I'm doing podcasts and writing blogs. Yeah, that's, that's it. Uh, so back to, the other, that, back to the other topics of the day. Everybody's writing in. Uh, Daniel on YouTube says, Doug Waite, Minnesota Wild. Did he ever play for the Minnesota Wild? I have him as an oiler yeah. and an islander. Unless it was a... He did? I don't remember it. Oiler, islander. Did Doug Waite... Okay, you're going to have to... This is going back now. Was Go Doug Waite not with the uh, Carolina Hurricanes? Uh, in 06. Yeah, in 06. I'm going to the big board right here. Against Edmonton. I Never think. played for the menace... Never played for the Minnesota Wild. Don't write in with fake news. Stuff pisses me off. If you're going to write in, know what you're talking about. You never played for the Minnesota Wild. Ryan Jackson writes in and says, Miko Koivu in mini. Yes, but again, we're not talking statues in front of the rink here. Right. Uh, Tank Abbott, whom I love... Watching in the Energy City says Minnesota North Stars, Mike Medano. You want to take it? <laughs> it's not the Minnesota Wild. Uh, um, but I get we it. Like, covered but that's, this. But that's the Minnesota franchise, right? Like, that, that they got to go back to the Dallas Stars, Minnesota North Stars franchise to find anybody that's the greatest, uh, most loved player in the city. But the thing is, the people of Minnesota understand that, I think. It's been a long time since I was there. Since I was there. Last time I was there, the roof caved in when I went of the Metrodome when I went to watch Monday Night Football. Favre's yeah. last start as a Viking. But having said that, I think about Winnipeg, and I, a lot of people watching uh, from Winnipeg today, they're talking about tonight's Jets-Golden Knights game. Look at Dale Howard, Chuck. Man. He never moved to Arizona. It's such a weird thing. Like, you were recently in Glendale, but I don't think you went to a game. If you look up at the rafters in Glendale, Arizona, they have retired Lori Boschman and Dale Her Howarchuk's number. Winnipeg Jets greats. So, I guess, you know, Minnesota, I guess if you want to say Mike Medano, you can. But I, I just feel like nobody in... Minnesota's thinking Mike Badano, and we think of him as a Dallas star. My God, he is, a, he is a star in the Dallas sports world. He's up there with Aikman and Michael Irvin and uh, Nolan Ryan. Mike Medano is. I don't think you can belong to two cities, although Gretzky does. How many times when, we're in, when we were in L.A. did Gretzky's name come up when, with regards to the Kings? I know. A lot, right? Came yeah, up a, a lot. lot. You know, and Mike Medano, I see him with Dallas. He won a cup with the Dallas Stars. He's the hero in Dallas. And I think that plays more to it than the actual franchise business. Like, Dale Howarchuk doesn't really resonate in the Phoenix region as a coyote. 
He resonates more in Winnipeg. So I would say the Jets can put him in the rafters, you know, along with Solani, even though it's not the same franchise, but it's different in Minnesota because the Medanos went on and had great success in Dallas. It's different. Ryan Jackson on YouTube, the guy that I just chastised, writes in with three laughing and crying emojis with the head cock and says, (laughs) okay, Rod, LOL. There's no statue of you in front of a rink either. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> uh, Tacona Pally goes on to say, yes, Doug Waite was with the Wild. Not that I can see. As a matter of fact, I got it right here. Unless my eyes are deceiving me, which they aren't. 1,238 NHL games, Doug Waite, New York Rangers, Edmonton Oilers, St. Louis Blues, Carolina Hurricanes, St. Louis Blues, Anaheim Ducks, New York Islanders, never played. Stop it. Um, John Ohm, which, by the way, I didn't bring my gong down. It's over here on the side of the patio. But anyway, Ohm, John, says in Winnipeg, I have no need to go elsewhere when the best is right here. The Rod Peterson Show. Moose, do you feel like we're literally covering everything today? Oh, and it was just 111 Eastern, 1111 Mountain. So, yeah. Everything's going to be just fine. Your angel's near. Anyways. What do you got going? You know know what we never did talk about, Moose? Did we talk about a Saskatchewan Rush recap yesterday? Did we talk about a... We did. What do you want to talk about? Why don't you you talk for a while? We got into the Saskatchewan Rush recap. I'm, uh, you know, the the one thing I wondered, and it's still not the same, I thought maybe uh, Doug Wade, I just looked it up to see if he uh, maybe was on the bench of the Minnesota Wild, but he's only coached with the Islanders, right? I I believe that's the only place he's ever coached, too, is with the Islanders. But, uh, um... Geez, where do we want to go from here? No, the, the Rush game was awesome. We had a lot of fun. Go ahead. No, no, no. Keep going. They, they're, they're home again Saturday or this weekend, yeah. right? Because people are asking they're, me for tickets. That's right. They're home again on Saturday. And here's the skinny for the Rush, just to give you the idea of the playoffs. Um, and it was the same with Rochester. Both teams were in the bottom of their divisions, three wins each. But, you know, as bad as the Rush have been, you know, it's been a lot of one-goal losses. They've outshot just about everybody. They've had some tough goaltending. They need to get to seven or eight wins on the season, which means, uh, you know, coming into the final six games, they needed to go four and two or five and one to have a shot. Four and two gives them an outside shot at the playoffs. Five and one probably gets them in. Well, they already won the first one. And it was at home, and it's the start of five in a row at home. So they can go on a run here. They've now won three in a row at home. Um, they can go on a little bit of a roll here. They've got a little bit of room for error, one or two losses. So I think the Rush very much could still be a playoff team, and if they get in, they could make some noise. Um, I like it. And uh, I don't know, dude. It's happening again. I got people asking me for tickets. Here's the thing. It used to be just rider tickets or Pats tickets. Now it's all over the continent. Rod, can you get me Golden Knights tickets? Rod, can you get me these tickets? Rod, can you get me rush tickets? And my rule has always been, if you're genetically linked to me, I'll see what I can do. If you're not, go piss up a rope. So I've got some family that are asking me for rush tickets, so I'm seeing what I could do. I shot a note to our friend Tyler, 
whom you know, but um, if he stiffs me, I might ask you, Moose. But here's one for you. Tacona Pally goes, oh, I'm sorry for mixing up Doug Waite and Bill Guerin. My bad. <laughs> He's sitting there adamant, wants to fight with us that Doug Waite played for the Minnesota Wild. Uh, my no. God, these people try my patience. Roe Williamson. Now go ahead, go ahead. If somebody asks you for tickets, what's the, what's the protocol? Do you got to ask for like an ancestry? .ca a certificate to show I the, know the blood relation. who I'm related to. I know who my relations are. So if you're genetically linked, I'll try. If you're not, beat it. Bob's your uncle. Roe Williamson on 70, uh, Roe Williamson 77 watching on YouTube says, every CFL stadium should have an RP and dupe statue in front of it for all the airtime you give the CFL. At least in front of the CFL head office. I agree. Moose, let's make it happen. And one more, and I'm going to grab the gong after the break. John Ohm in Winnipeg says, Rod, are you going to some Blue Jays games? As it stands now, no, because I'm on the opposite coast of where the Blue Jays are playing in Dunedin. However, there's a couple teams playing in West Palm Beach. So we're looking at the schedule. And I think it's the Nationals. Is Bryce Harper still playing for the Nationals, Moose? Uh, Clark can confirm, but I think so. Okay. Oh, He's that's on it, the, the Phillies. <laughs> so, there you go. That's how big I am. We're just getting into right baseball. <laughs> it's spring training, y'all. And the Stanley Cup playoffs are rolling. Um, Moose, I'll see you back uh, in a little while, okay? Sounds good. Everybody get your questions and comments ready for Robert Van Stone because he joins us next. He can talk about all these things and far more eloquently than both Moose and I. The award-winning columnist and writer from Post Media joins us next. You are watching the RP Show from South Florida and the NHL's Bermuda Triangle on the Game Plus TV network, YouTube live streaming, and if you've missed any portion of the show, you can catch the podcast wherever you enjoy your podcasts, including Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rod. It's the RP Show coming at you. Good to have you aboard. By the way, a couple big shows coming your way at Gray Eagle Resort and Casino. April 30th, Gray Eagle, thrilled to present an eight-time Grammy Award winner and one of the greatest guitarists of all time, Buddy Guy. He brings his raw and unadulterated sound to the event center stage April 30th. Get your tickets today at Ticketmaster.ca. And May 6th, catch the rock legend George Thurgood live May 6th at Gray Eagle Resort and Casino. Gray well, Eagle Resort and Casino. Thanks, guys. It's always a pleasure to welcome Rob Vanstone to the program, the award-winning columnist from Post Media and Regina Leader Post, and Candy making an appearance as well. How you doing, RV and Candy? <laughs> Hi, Rod. How you doing? Good. Good, good. What's Candy got? What's... What's Candy got to? What does Candy think of the Winnipeg Jets moves on Monday? <laughs> well, she she thinks it was kind of rough. 
Um, a rough How day for the Jets. They're trying to suck it all at the same time. I really, I just, I wish they'd pick one this one direction and just decided to 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 go there. Um, I just, I, I'm not really, not really too elated over the way Monday unfolded. But the whole season has been that way, so why isolate Monday? Yeah, for sure. And by the way, that's the wonderful thing I said last hour with RV. You can talk about a variety of subjects. We're going to get around to CFL. Uh, NFL, all of it, man. But just with the Jets, I'm just trying to figure out what they're doing. And I see the analysts are saying if they don't do something this spring, there might be changes. I guess they're talking about Kevin Sheveldayoff. I assume they be, they believe there will be a new coach there next year. Like what? They they made five trades on Monday, Rob. Uh, <clears throat> how do you think this plays out? Yeah, I really like the Brian Little trade. To be able to get rid of that contract will will buy them uh, some some breathing room in years to come. Now, the trade involving somebody who isn't even on the roster is probably the most uh, productive move they made. I am really cheering for the New York Rangers to get to a conference final now because then the Jets get a first rounder out of that game, out of that deal. So here's to some wonderful goaltending by Shesterkin. Some Rod Peterson style goaltending by Shesterkin would be very nice. Um, very sad to see Andrew Kopp go. I just, you know, I look at it and I see him going, and then I see that, you know, if you, not long, hindsight's twenty twenty, but not long ago they gave a five-year contract to Blake Wheeler when he was already over 30. You're seeing a diminishing Blake Wheeler now. They gave a five-year contract to Dustin Buffalo, and he's no longer even there. And then they lose a 27-year-old Andrew Kopp because they're in a salary cap squeeze, and, that they, and they couldn't extend him last summer. So I just I see where they, they've put too much money into, into diminishing assets, and now you get a player right in his prime who's no longer there, somebody who liked Winnipeg, and, and it was just an evolving player there. So that, that uh, irks me a little bit. But, oh, aren't you cute? But uh, you too, Rod. Thank but, you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> RV, what are your grades of head coach Dave Lowry since taking over for Paul Maurice on December 17th? And also, what's your grade for Kevin Sheveldayoff, body of work the last decade in Winnipeg? Should that be coming to an end? You know, I think Kevin Sheveldayoff, if I look at the team that they have on the ice right now, and it clearly, it's clearly underperformed. But coming into that season, I really didn't see any flaws. When they got Brendan Dillon, when they added Nate Schmidt, uh, when they didn't lose Dylan DeMello in the uh, in the expansion draft, I thought. Um, and now they've been able to bring Mason Appleton back, which I think is a nice move for the Jets. Um, I looked at that team and I just thought, you know, I think they've got most of the requisite pieces there. I didn't really see what there was a issue. Maybe a backup goaltender, but then Comrie's played well this year. So um, I think they need a coach that can come in and have a Bruce Boudreaux type effect on this on this team. They can come in and have a Craig Berube type effect on this team. I think Paul Maurice read the room correctly and, and realized that I think they was, they'd squeeze that tube under him as much as they were going to. And that's not, a, that's not a criticism of Paul Maurice. That's the reality of coaching. And he understood it, and he, he uh, stepped aside. Dave Lowry, they're the same. Well, I'm not even sure they're the same team under Dave Lowry. I just haven't seen enough there to really make me think that that is the answer. I think they need a coach to come in there with no attachments to anybody. And I realize Dave, Dave Lowry hasn't been there a long time, but he's the father of one of the players in the team. So there's attachments even going back before Dave Lowry joined the Jets. I think they need somebody to come in and, and really make people a little uncomfortable around there. Uh, the other thing that, or maybe the other thing they need is to somebody to come in and just brighten the culture. It's a pretty dour hockey team. I've never seen a team that is as absolutely joyless as uh, as the uh, as this Winnipeg Jets team. And I think you look at 
at uh, Blake Wheeler, their captain. He's pretty irascible. He's very serious. Uh, I think that's rubbed off on a few guys. I just don't think that that team really radiates. We're having fun playing the game. It always looks like even after they win, that like they just had a root canal without anesthetic or Novocaine. And I think either you, you need a coach to come in and just rattle the culture, or they need somebody to come in there and make it fun. I don't see that uh, that the status quo is, is passable here. Wonderful right, analysis. And you're right. Well, you, you see uh, Shifley, uh, Wheeler, they just, it almost seems toxic with what's going on there. And you throw the media in and it's not. Let's, let's talk about something a little more positive, if, if it is that. And that is this CFL offseason from four downs to hash marks to Chris Jones taking over in Edmonton. Your take on the latest in the CFL RV? Um, I really like the hash mark idea. It's something I, I hadn't really thought of until Randy Ambrosi mentioned it last Thursday when he was in Regina. There's no, there's no downside to doing that. I just, I think that that is, is that going to in and of itself going to liven up the game? No, but I think it's, it's a step in the right direction. I don't think four downs would really do anything except, you know, four downs might increase scoring, but what kind of scoring are you going to get? Um, um, it might be a bunch of three-yard runs. It might be a bunch of two-yard passes. I don't think the electrification of the game is going to happen with four downs. Uh, the, if you're gonna have four downs and a yard off the ball, it just, it, I just think, I think it just makes it too inviting to just keep run, 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 or short pass. And I think what we saw too last season too often was a bunch of three-yard passes on second and seven. Well, you might see the same three-yard passes on second and seven, but they might be doing another three-yard pass on third and four. Uh, as opposed to punting, I think you need to. I think you need to uh, liven up the game. What I would like to see is the ratio applied equally on both sides of the ball. I've written about this before. I know other commentators have used it. Instead of just saying you have to start seven nationals or a minimum of seven nationals wherever they may be, mandate that a certain amount of them have to be on the field at all times. Say four, and then you've got you've got a, a level playing field at both when on offense and defense as it is now a preponderance of Americans are on defense. And I think that inhibits offense. There, you've, seen, you've seen up to 11 Americans on defense in the Canadian football league. It's not unusual to see 10, it's quite common to see nine. So you've got more Canadians going, you know, fewer Canadians going against more Americans. I think if you, if you even that up, uh, even that out, I think that will go a long way toward uh, reestablishing the CFL as an exciting league. It certainly is not right now. I'm sorry to interrupt. I just want to ask you something about Candy. She was a rescue, right? <laughs> she was, uh, and she also rescued me. Uh, we got her from the Humane Society um, 11 months and one day ago. She was a foster dog, and we were going to have her for two weeks, and uh, she kind of stuck around, and, uh, and we just absolutely love her. And I, I, never, I never knew what people fully what people did to these poor animals until I heard Candy's story. And then I talked to other people who've had rescues and I hear their stories. And it just absolutely makes me nauseous that animals are mistreated the way they are. It just, uh, um, you know, you hear stories about puppies being thrown in dumpsters. And I know a good friend of mine got a puppy in that situation. Candy was neglected and mistreated. And uh, I mean, how can anybody do that to this beautiful animal? And, uh, you know, she had a year of her life wasted by people who were, were mean to her. And uh, the reward for us is we get to enjoy her now and, and she's an exuberant, uh, wonderful girl. She's got the kind of personality that likes to see that's a little bit. 
Yeah, I bring it up because uh, the, the change in her in less than a year is pretty remarkable because I remember when she first came on the scene. So kudos to you and Chris Sula for the job and kudos to Candy as well, who can clearly tell that we're talking about her. Uh, oh, yeah, the, she's got the big people. Anything else on the CFL? We covered the Chris Jones-Cody Fajardo thing the last time we chatted. Uh, other than I'm sure you're getting very excited with the snow melting here, getting ready for the season. Any predictions on the West? Um, I mean, Winnipeg is, is champion until dethroned. Uh, I think it's going to be a really good division. Um, you know, Chris Jones at Edmonton is going to make it good, you know, back, make that a really good football team right away. I mean, people underrate what he did in Saskatchewan in 2016. Uh, yeah, they only they went from three wins to five. But he laid a foundation. I think the Riders are still benefiting from that foundation. So I think having Chris Jones at Edmonton is going to make them a better team and going to make the division division as a whole really interesting. And what I'd like to see with the CFL, I mean, it was great that Randy Ambrosi has done the road trip, but I think they need to get themselves out there again and again and again and relentlessly and relentlessly. And I do, I, I still do not see that. I think they're they're still a little bit selective about how they remind people that they exist. And although this is the off season, it is also the most important team time of the year for these teams to sell tickets. And uh, I just don't see that that from the top down that they fully grasp that if the C if, if people like you or me are, are talking or writing about the CFL, they're writing about something else. And it's, it's there's myriad options out there for the media. There's myriad options out there for the fans. I don't know why they aren't asserting themselves more strenuously every day especially this is the time of the year that they're trying to bank revenue so they're not as reliant on walk-up tickets uh during the season i still i they keep talking about this new business plan i still haven't seen any evidence that it's it's been fruitful well it's a drum that i stopped beating years ago let's move to the nfl i'm wearing my denver broncos orange how yes, are we Russell on the denver Wilson. broncos Mm -hmm. Oh, I love it. I absolutely love it. This is just, this is so great. I, uh, I, I now have uh, a reason to breathe in September. So. But seriously, it's not like the rest of the division is going to roll over. The NFC West was the toughest division last year. Is the AFC West not the toughest right now? At least that's what it looks like sitting here in March. It's ridiculous. I mean, uh, uh, I mean, you look at the caliber of quarterbacking across the board. I don't think Derek Carr is to be underrated in, in Vegas. And then you look, they, get, they go and get Devontae Adams. So now, I mean, honestly, it, it's, it is going to be such an arms race in, in, in that division. And there's going to be a, a very, some very good teams that don't make the playoffs. I remember in 1985, this still bothers me, the Broncos went 11-5 and five and didn't make the playoffs. There was that much strength around them. And I think we're going to see a comparable situation this year. Uh, and the Broncos may. Very well have a good record again and miss the playoffs, but at least I'll have a good record. It's just going to be tremendously entertaining to watch. I think the AFC in general is going to be an absolute gas. Uh, it's a lot easier uh, romp if you're Aaron Rodgers and you're trying to get through the, uh, through the NFC as opposed to being part of a quarterbacking, uh, <laughs> uh, just, a, just a quarterbacking glut in the American Football Conference. RV, we're really getting our money's worth out of you. I appreciate it because I'm going to sashay over now to yeah, da, 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 da. Yankees, Blue Jays supposed to be playing today. Well, they are playing today. Sorry, I'm out of lockout mode into the fact that they are. Are you enjoying the fact that the Jays are the betting favorites to win the AL East? How do you see this shaking down this year? I mean, I, honestly, you know, you look at them and, and, and you look at what they lost and, 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 Going into the offseason, boy, they had some they had some major holes to fill. I mean, they lost a, a Cy Young Award winner. They lost Marcus Simeon. It's like, 
my goodness. But they have more than made up for that with, with the fortification of the roster. They look like a power, and their their batting order, one through nine, it is pretty formidable. Uh, you know, I look at the Dodgers batting order, and I look at the Blue Jays batting order, and just where is the where is the uh, easy out? And now without a designated hitter in the National League, I mean, it's uh, it's it's not good, necessarily good news for pitchers. But I, I think this is the this is probably the most optimistic Blue Jays fans have had a reason to feel since well, I, mean, I guess 2015, 2016, the the bat flip years. But uh, um, you know, I'm not I'm not a Blue Jays fan, but I like what uh, the Blue Jays do for the love of baseball and the attention paid to baseball in this country. And uh, so um, I, uh, there's just, there's just a special buzz. I think about the sport in general, when the Blue Jays are doing well, uh, look at, you know, how, how does the, how does the average Canadian right now feel about the national basketball association now that the love affair with the Raptors is cool. It's just, it's just something else that's on TV now, I think in the, in the hearts and minds of most Canadians, but that Raptor run, in 2019, that got everybody interested in it. I think people, by by and large, were more interested in the NBA as a result. I think baseball season will be more intriguing if if the uh, if the if the Blue Jays are live up to expectations. Uh, I just hope that uh, one day I can say the same thing about the Expos coming back and and them having a good year because that's who I dearly miss. Well, there's no doubt. At least we have uh, a reason to watch and follow every game. Blue Jays and the Blue Jays and Yankees games will be extra fun. RV, thanks for this. Reading you every day. Appreciate it. Uh, man, keep it up. Oh, will do. By the way, uh, Can- uh, Candy's favorite Blue Jay of all time is Cal- Candy Maldonado. So I had to throw I that in. I was just going to say, <laughs> nothing rolled off the tongue of Tom Cheek like that. Candy Maldonado. Yeah, I love the way he said it. Thanks, RV. Thanks so much, Rod. Take care and uh, enjoy your beautiful palm trees. Thank you, sir. The esteemed Rob Vanstone and his pooch, Candy. Checking in from the NHL's Bermuda Triangle. By the way, Hour 2 is brought to you by Great Western Original 16 Beer, brewed in Saskatchewan, made with premium Saskatchewan ingredients. It's the best beer in the game. We'll take a time out and be back with a sports update. we got viewer takeover coming up on this Taco Tuesday. Taco time. Back on board with the RP Show. We'll be right back on the Game Plus Television Network, YouTube live streaming, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Oh yeah, he's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. All right, welcome back, everybody. Uh, Blue Jays, a 3 nothing lead over the Yankees. Last we heard in Dunedin today as the Blue Jays look to go to 4-1 and one in spring training. Just ahead of the moose and more of your comments and questions here on this Taco Time Tuesday viewer takeover. Looking at the sports update, the Calgary Flames look to pad their lead in the Pacific Division tonight when they host the San Jose Sharks. The Flames... Have an eight-point lead on the L.A. Kings. Elsewhere tonight, the Ottawa Senators visit the New York Islanders. The Jets host Vegas. And the Oilers travel to Dallas. I would love to hear from the Oilers fans. Gosh knows we've heard from the Jets fans all day. And everybody's trying to figure out what exactly the Jets were doing on Monday's trade deadline. Other than making five trades. But forget about the West for a second. Our poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center has to do with the Eastern Conference 
and it is who's the front runner in the NHL's Eastern Conference here as we are, what, a little less than a month to go in the regular season. Your options are the top two teams in each division out here, Florida Panthers, the Tampa Bay Lightning in the Atlantic Division, and in the Metropolitan Division, the Carolina Hurricanes and the New York Rangers. And leading the way, sorry, I thought we were going to get the graphics. The boys must be tied up in there. Leading the way is the Florida Panthers with 58% of the vote. Curling. Carrie Anerson's Canadian rink looks for her fourth victory at the Women's World Curling Championships in Prince George, B.C. today. Anerson faces Japan on the heels of an 8-4 victory Monday against Denmark. Japan will be a tough test for Canada, who's 4-1, and one, Canadians 3-2. and two. You know, Doubling back on the NFL talk, the Indianapolis Colts will be starting a new opening day quarterback for the sixth consecutive year after acquiring Matt Ryan Monday in a trade with the Atlanta Falcons. India sending third round, a third-round pick to Atlanta for the longtime Falcons star. Ryan led Atlanta to its second Super Bowl appearance following the 2016 season. He won league MVP honors that year. This sports update for dubnetwork.ca, your number one source for Western Hockey League breaking news and analysis. Visit today, dubnetwork.ca. Did you say we have DuPont? We do. And for Ben Cahoon's G2G Protein Bars, now with eight amazing flavors, including the new almond mocha, RP Show viewers get 20% off with the promo code RP Show. Order yours now at g2gbars.ca. Let's go back to the NHL's Bermuda Triangle, where we just were. Uh, with Robert Vanstone. Moose, I'm going to read a comment here from Ward in Winnipeg watching on Game Plus TV. He says, speaking of the Minnesota North Stars, I was at the old barn on Maroons Road, Jets versus North Stars. Puck came over the boards, nailed the guy beside me. Medics took him away. I got a puck with the North Stars logo on it. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what to say about that. Congratulations. The guy gave his life. For you to get a North Stars puck, I would at least hope you still have it. Anyways, I forgot to ask Vanstone, so I'll ask you. The comment from Dan here about tough interviews. Daryl Sutter, John Tortorella, Lou Pinella, Bill Belichick, Popovich. Oh, I really blew it by not asking RV about uh, Ken Miller. Which I can bring up myself because I was there. But who is the guy that, or gal, that you really quaked in your boots having to interview? Well, um, it's, it, it changes all the time. Probably Western Hockey League um, or football. I'm going to say a few guys. You know, you never know how to read, whether it's the Sutters or, you know, some of the old school, even the John Paddock or um, Steve Konowalczyk, I, you know, very early in the relationship. I wasn't sure. Well, you guys got along great, I thought. I thought, you guys, I thought you guys were buddies. We did. We got along really great. But when you go on the bench, the worst part is they're down by a couple of goals. There's been a bad penalty, and I'm just, like, nervous. I'm like, this guy doesn't want – the last thing he wants to do is interview me. doesn't matter how good our relationship is. So you get real – so you're really nervous until you go up there and you kind of, like, sheepishly be like, so how's it going? You know, before the interview? And he's like, oh, we're okay. Oh, we'll be fine. And when he treat, and then it's like, okay, the nerves are gone. Or, you know, a, a guy like Blake Nell, really intense – Really, like, he's a larger-than-life guy, really intense. And he was just ripping on the referees or the other team or something on the sidelines. And I got to go at halftime and be like, so you're down by 14. How do you, you know? 
Um, but usually they're pretty good. Um, but yeah, it's always nervous, like the few minutes before you go up to do the interview, because you're like, what am I going to ask? Them? What am I going to ask? Them? Just don't piss them off. I mean, oh my God. Right? I have no idea why they even do those interviews. And I swear to God, I've done every single job in the media business, everyone in a 34, 35 yeah. year career. Hard to believe how old I am. And that sideline interviewing is the hardest. <laughs> it is, as far as I'm concerned, it is the hardest. Yeah. Moose, hang on. We got more great comments coming in, including John from London, Ontario. I want to read your comment and I appreciate it. So hang on, everybody. We'll be right back with overtime and the full on viewer takeover for Taco Time. We'll be right back for the final segment, maybe the best, after this on Game Plus TV and 24 Hour Sports Radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. Yeah, buddy. And the moose is here, too. Thanks for sticking through that, moose. As I mentioned, it is uh, taco time, viewer takeover time here in overtime, which is proudly presented overtime is by the four Seasons sports palace your home for the ufc and nhl and john ferguson's watching in london ontario i have not heard from john in some time i'm starting to worry about you john he writes in and says i'm watching on game plus on rogers enjoyed your interview with rob vanstone your ability to change directions and talk about his dog candy and the good that is done with dog rescues impromptu a public service ad i might add shows how aware you are and what a good interviewer that you are and why your viewership is increasing. Stop. But thank you, John. I appreciate it very much. Thank you for noticing. Uh, namaste. I feel like the light in me recognizes the light in you. Thank you for noticing. Uh, I'm, I, when I ask for these viewer questions, Moose, then they all flood in, right? So I'm, I'm not sure I can get to mm -hmm. all of them all the time. I'm not sure I can get to them all. But where the heck is it? Daniel watching on YouTube says the Jets should consider bringing in Iron Mike Keenan to put that franchise back on track. And I just, man, huge viewership in Winnipeg, as you know, in Manitoba. If you're Ken Shoveldayoff, or, if I may, Mark Chipman, the owner? Who are you hiring? Let's just say it's not going to be Dave Lowry, okay? He did not turn them into the 85 order. Didn't change the culture from what we could see. Who are you hiring? It's a good, great question. It's a great question. You know, um, I had a few of them today. I, I don't know. I really don't, you know. You wonder about coaches that are out there. We've heard of Mark Messier's name pop up, right, in coaching question in circles, but I don't know, I don't know that he's a fit in Winnipeg. Maybe, um, you know, the usual suspects, the John Tortorellas, those names come up. Um, but will that work in Winnipeg? Maybe. You know, I, you know it depends on what, the, what they want to do and what Chevy wants to do with that group. Because if you want to keep this core together and, and you believe that this group can win, then I'd bring in John Tortorella because those old school kind of coaches are typically 
really good at squeezing every last drop out of the lemon, but they don't last a long time. So if you're going to a younger group, you know, those old school coaches aren't going to be there for five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years. But if it's a one or two year, let's take a shot at this. Then you bring in a Tortorella who's not your friend. He's your coach. And he's going to get everything out of this group for one year or two years. Then that's, that's what I do. But it all depends on what you're going to do with the roster before you decide what you're going to do with the coach. And do they know? I mean, do they? I don't know. I just mentioned last segment how I'm just mentally fried. Uh, I've been in this business since I was 16. I'm 49 now. So I'm in my 34th year, and I just don't know what to do. Like, for instance, I saw a guy on CJOB radio, the rights holder of Jets radio, basically saying, if I can paraphrase, and he's a good friend of mine, saying if the Jets don't do something this spring, basically, I guess, make the playoffs, then I could see there being changes. I'm like, you can... You can say that? I didn't think you could say that. Especially on the rights holder. You know? And it's, I, I love what you're saying, and that's why you are a boss, and why I will never be a boss and don't want to be a boss. Because you just very eloquently said it. You don't just go out and hire the best coach available who you deem is the best coach available. And interestingly, who might that be? I've said many times on this show that, what, three, four, five years ago, I said the best coaches in the NHL, the top three, are Dave Tippett, Mike Babcock, and Joel Quenville, and now they're all gone. Would you even hire one of those three to bring him back? And the viewer brought up Mike Keenan. Like, I love Mike Keenan, but I think, well, no, I don't, I don't know him. I love what he did. Won a Stanley Cup with the Rangers in 94. But I think he's not in the NHL anymore because he did not adapt. You need to roll with the punches. Daryl Sutter's adapted from everything that I hear. He's a different coach now than he was in the 90s, although he did pretty good with Chicago. But, you know, that's what I want to hear from the viewers is who you, especially Winnipeg, who you think should be coaching the team. They're not going to make a decision today. They're going to see how this all plays out, and I think that's a good idea. Is Babcock a guy? But, yeah, it's where are you on your are you at 9 out of 10? <laughs> Where are you on this with your, with your staff? Um, Ryan in New York watching says, Hey, Rod, how's John Frenzy these days? Now, Frenzy's fine. Haven't talked to him for a while. Last I talked to him, he was doing just fine. The comments are coming in. Ted Nolan needs another chance. Rick Tockett. Uh, Tacona Pauli in Winnipeg says if Babcock was ever interested, he'd hire him. What's your peep saying at the U of S, Moose, about Babcock, by the way? They didn't. Well, how'd that season yeah, end he, up from what you hear? I know it didn't end the way they wanted it to. Um, obviously, they were bounced in the playoffs. Um, but, you know, Babcock, you know, he's volunteered his time. Um, he signed for two years, but he gave a commitment, I believe, for one season. So my expectations is that, and this is from not talking to him, but is that he'll probably explore every opportunity that's available in the National Hockey League, and there probably will be some. And if the right fit's there, he'll probably be gone. He's set up the succession plan with the coaches that are there. You know, obviously his kid is there. Derek Hulak's there. Kote is there um, at the U of S. So they're in capable hands if they want to go that way. And I think if, if nothing opens up for Mike, he can choose to kick it at the lake or he can go back to the U of S for another year. I think that's a, he's in a good spot. He doesn't need to rush. 
Um, but if it's Winnipeg, if it's Buffalo, I don't know where he's, you know, going to, you know, end up, but we'll see what opportunities are there. Well, as you say, a disappointing end, right? Uh, that they didn't go as far as they expected. The viewers writing in Ted Nolan, Ken Hitchcock, Rick Talk, at Mike Babcock. Uh, or, or do you go with somebody that we haven't even heard of, per se, like uh, Chris Knobloch, who's been doing great things with the Rangers, American Hockey League affiliate in Hartford. You know, they've overlooked him to bring in Gerard Gallant. And by the way, maybe Gerard Gallant should be getting some consideration for the NHL Coach of the Year award, which I'm sure that he will be. Uh, Jeff Kabilis of Winnipeg says, yep, Daryl Sutter did adapt. Not sure Keenan would. No, he didn't. And that's no. why he's not coaching now. <laughs> so anyway. Yeah, well, what do we feel about Dominic Ducharme? You know, do we think we're just done with Dominic Ducharme or was it just not the right fit? You know, he showed a capability to take a, you know, a team that maybe didn't have the best roster to the Stanley Cup. A wonderful discussion. Moose, take care of yourself, sir. Thanks for roughing it out. Hope you're feeling better tomorrow. I will be. We'll see you all tomorrow. Thank you to Rob Vanstone. Thank you to Jesse Pierce. Most of all, thanks to you for tuning in, everybody. It's been a lot of fun. Follow our social media channels on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and we'll see you tomorrow at noon Eastern here on Game Plus. Let's make some noise! For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.